Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, making you an awesome writer, one cut at a time. This is week one, part two of the Couch to 80k programme and I'm Tim Clare. We're writing, hurrah! Um, so yesterday I got you to make a list of names and you might be furious at me for doing that. You may have, uh, I may have shot my credibility to bits because it wasn't this magical exercise that immediately made you brilliant. No, I'm being um, sarcastic and slightly cynical and unfair. You may have quite enjoyed it, I hope. And that's all I got you to do yesterday, right? And and because this is the thing, like, I'm anticipating what normally goes on in groups. Like, all of these exercises really are things that I've done in large groups of people with, you know, you know, over a hundred people in various small groups over the years. And so I, I get to see the different ways that people deal with this, both creatively and psychologically. Um, and for some of you, doing it will have been fine. And some of you will be incensed that I got you to do something arbitrary that wasn't real writing. Uh, but for the first week, a lot of the stuff we'll be doing isn't going to be really writing. Not in the conventional sense of uh, farting out finished, saleable prose. A lot of people skip this phase, the, the planning phase. It's amazing, actually, to me how many people jump straight into writing page one, line one of their novel without having done any warm-up without having done any planning, thinking, well, I'm just going to feel it out. And it's it, it's so strange. You would never do that with any other job. You wouldn't do it with a sport. You wouldn't just, like, turn up on the day and try and run the marathon having never run before. You would always be doing training that was not the thing itself and, and, and might not be even running. It might be, you know, swimming to build up uh, muscular strength, all sorts of stuff. I'm not going to go into sports analogy because I will immediately out myself as a deeply unfit and unsporty person. But the point is, um, I think the analogy holds for writing. There's, there's almost kind of like a snootiness around practice and exercises and silly things. These aren't things that you graduate from. These aren't things that you get to a certain stage as a writer and you go, I don't need to do warm-ups anymore. Oh, that's bollocks. These aren't junior things. These are things that you should have in your uh, arsenal and you should pull out all the way through your writing life. They're evergreen and they're things, they're a great way of kind of getting back in touch with stuff. Now, look, if you're one of these people and, and, you know, some of you will be great at this and you'll be actually, you know, maybe you're the, at the other extreme and you do brilliant works of art. You know, you do mood boards with all your kind of ideas of your story and you do interviews with your characters and you draw up tables with all their favourite foods and their backstory and you create offline wikis with like the history of your world and stuff and you never get down to writing you know though that's the other extreme but I think there's some people who are um if you're one of I'm speaking now to the pantsers out there who the, the seat of the pants writers you know they write a novel relying on improvisation and sheer creative brio to see them through look if you're one of those people I, I'm not going to try and beat that spark out of you that Promethean vim that allows you to quest off into the darkness allowing the story to only reveal itself page by page you're allowed to do that and you're allowed to write that um i'm not going to stop you doing that i'm not going to tell you off for doing that quite the reverse um but i invite you to bring your brilliant spirit of adventure and discovery to the creative process itself to 
all the habits that you built up basically arbitrarily over the years. And I invite you to investigate whether some techniques you thought were dull and boring actually enhance your writing practice. If they don't, you can chuck them. It's fine. They won't glom onto you and stick to you like horrible arse limpets. On the other hand, if they work, you're going to get even better at writing. Because all the people who say, oh, I'm a pantser, I'm a pantser, I can't write any other way. You know, my, my question to you is, how's that working out for you? And <laughs> that's when people, the colour drains from their face and they're like, actually, it's a fucking nightmare. So you've got, you know, and, and if you hate it, any of these things, if they feel uncomfortable and they you can't get anywhere with them, it doesn't mean you're broken. It just means you've established some of the parameters of your process. You know yourself better. That's brilliant. Now, yesterday you wrote a list of names and I hope you found that even from that little hints of stuff, of story, of character started to bubble up. Imagination is irrepressible and, and whenever you're feeling burned out or intimidated it's best to come back to these fundamentals to some simple generation exercises that switch your mind from fearful mistake avoidance to playful abundant idea creation and that's all we're doing these first few days we're, we're doing some simple warm-ups to get your creative brain ticking over um, you might feel yourself itching to get into bunny quotes real writing close bunny quotes you might feel flustered and fraudulent already worried you're doing it wrong without being too much of a pretentious sensei nobbo all I ask is at this stage just notice what feelings come up when you write and you do these exercises are your thoughts enthusiastic and supportive are they critical and doubtful are they constantly offering distractions getting to know your inner unconscious monologue as you write is time well spent so today is 10 minutes again I'll start the timer in a sec this time I'd like you to create two columns or headings. Don't worry if you're writing on your laptop or phone. You don't literally need them to be two columns side by side. You, it's, you know, and it's just two headings. It's two different types of thing I'm going to ask you to do. Um, in one column, I'd like you to list words you like, words you love, your favourite words, and also words you think are just cool. I'm thinking whatever reason you like them, right? Maybe it's the sound of them. Maybe it's the mouthfeel of them. Maybe you've got memories associated with particular words. Um, maybe it's the thing they relate to. Whatever. I'm not asking for the reasons, just words you love. And in the second column, list words you dislike or hate. Your least favourite words. Words that sound dull or really annoying. Words with bad associations, words you're sick of hearing, words that always turn up in places and situations you hate. So that's one column for words you really like. Just collect a big bag of words you love and think are great and love to use. And one column of words you hate. Um, Don't think about it too much. It's not a definitive list. No one's going to come up to you afterwards and say, oh, you missed out this word. In fact, I imagine that you're going to think of words afterwards that you wished you'd put in either column. Um, For now, it's just a brain splurge. I'm going to start the timer in a second. Are you ready? Go!
And that's it. So you've got two lists of words. Well done. And I'd invite you to look back over them when you've got time and see if there are anything linking words in the two groups. Um, maybe little, sometimes little weird narratives come out of just the, suggested by just a list of words. Are there any themes, aside from good and bad words, that sort of spring out at you? Any weird stories emerging? Any words that appear in both columns? Sometimes that happens. Just let it tick over. And that's all you had to do for today. Well done. I'll see you tomorrow.